In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Jeremy Powell. Jeremy, how are you? Hey, doing good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, Proud good. to be part of the show, bud. Yeah, so we've basically cut Jack, cut, cut Chase, and we're just going with it. Me and you is going to have our own little <laughs> There we go. Let's go, man. I'm ready. No, no, international, no. international Browns, baby. Yeah, mate, you're on, uh, you're on um, my airwaves more than I'm on uh, yours. You're on the BBC <laughs> right? Yeah, look at that way, right? Yeah. Constantly, BBC reaching out. It's been awesome, man. It's been fun. It's, you know, I didn't realize there was such an appetite for American football, specifically the Browns in London until recently. And I've actually had a couple other people reach out. And it's been awesome, man. It's a fun thing. It's cool. It's a cool thing we can all share. Yeah, great. I think um, there's a huge market. And I think, uh, like, uh, what they call it, around the NFL, for example, half their listeners are from the UK. Um, wow, that's awesome. Mate, I'm trying to tap up your American market, and you can tap up my American uh, so, There we go. I love it. This is swap, you know? Like, yeah, anyway, so, um, all right, great. So, yeah, so, um, Jeremy, tell us, uh, so why are you a Browns fan? It's funny. I've been a Browns fan as long as I can remember. You know, I was born in 1981, right at the beginning of the Bernie era. Um, it's funny, when I was a kid, even at four and five years old, I was such a huge fan that at the end of games, and, you know, you remember the, uh, the nickname was the Cardiac Kids yeah. for the Browns back then because they'd always come back and win late. So I'd be hiding in my uh, closet at the end of games because I, I didn't want to watch it. I was so into it, you know. <laughs> and I remember my dad one time after a game, like one of the losses to Denver, and I think it was 87, uh, my dad broke a Browns glass in the sink, and then I took a Browns glass and tried to break the Browns glass in the sink. <laughs> Following my dad. But I've been a huge fan as long as you remember. I'd go to – you know, it was, it was uh, just such a kick in the gut when they left. I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't believe it was real. My dad refused to believe it until it happened. He's like, ah, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I've been a Browns fan as long as I can remember. It's funny. My wife used to joke when things were really bad. She would be like, why don't you pick a new team? And yeah. I'd say, clearly, if I could, I would. But I can't. I was born to this. I'm sticking with this. I love this. This is my guy. My guys, and one day the juice is going to be worth a squeeze. One day it's all going to pay off. And you know what? Because of Baker and everything now, maybe this is the time. Yeah, there's, a, there's an interesting piece um, on Brown's backers on Jeremy Shapsnow. I think he interviewed an international uh, guest and said, look, you can change your wife, but you can't change your team. <laughs> That's right, man. It's, it's right here. It's in there. It's, you're bored to it, man. Oh, excellent. And, and as we're an international show – What's your views on, like, um, the Browns playing in London and the London market? I actually liked it. You know, it was tough to give up a home game. I guess not last year, but as a season ticket holder, to give up the home game. But I thought it was neat. I liked it a lot more than I thought I did. would. I think it's a good idea by the NFL to reach out to these other markets, um, to expand the game. Because, you know, football's really mostly been mostly an American game. Um, yeah. I like the idea. I love the idea. I just recently found out through, you know, my appearances on BBC how big a market there was in London for the NFL and how they do love the NFL and the Browns. So I think it's awesome, and I, and I think it's a good idea. 
All right, excellent. My lights are just turned off, um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll carry on in the dark. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. As a Cleveland fan, like you, you lose one of your home games, do you get a discount for that um, that season? <laughs> yeah, no, there's no discounts, man. Although the Browns do have the Browns ticket prices are the second lowest in the NFL. It yeah. really is affordable. I have some. I have actually hot, pretty high end season tickets, and they're they're super affordable. It's not that bad at all, really, for um, for an NFL product okay great and um yeah i, I listened to your podcast and uh, you're in the stadium uh for the uh, mayfield uh win. yeah that was awesome i think the words you described it as loud drunk and angry and that was <laughs> that was early yeah it was man that place was on the precipice of exploding i'm telling you what when things started going south though it was a angry angry place and then yeah. Baker came in. You, everyone heard the applause. You know, I heard an interview. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Joe Buck went on R Rich Eisen's show. Yes. And he said it actually had the feel of like a playoff game or something bigger than it was because just it was so electric in there. And Baker came in and turned it around. And it was. And he said it was – he said they actually got uh, – they actually got reprimanded by the producers for being too Cleveland-centric. They said by the end of the game, it felt like a Cleveland-centric broadcast. But he said, what were we supposed to do? It was like we were overcome too. You know, it was awesome. Everybody, yeah. it's almost like the Browns really are America's team with hard knocks. If we can keep this, uh, this juju going with Baker, who knows, man? America's team, baby. Mm. And what's your uh, call for the Browns? How many uh, wins do you think the Browns will get this year? You know, I, I, originally I said I'd be happy with six, seven wins. I really want to see Sunday, man. You know, seeing uh, Baker look like that for a half, I think it's real. Everything seemed like it's real. Now, he's going to have struggles like every rookie does. Everything's not going to go absolutely great. But I really want to see Sunday before I adjust that. I'm still going to stick with around six wins. Yeah, but, man, if he, comes out and, if he comes out and looks as good as he did uh, the second half of last week, this Sunday against Oakland, I might have to start, you know, moving that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at playoff flights. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I would love it though, man. It would be so. I can't even imagine what that stadium's going to be like one day with a playoff game in it. Oh my gosh, it's going to be awesome. How hard do you think it will be to get playoff tickets? It'll be hard. It'll be the toughest ticket since even just a regular playoff game, a divisional round playoff game at Cleveland Brown Stadium will be as hard to get as a uh, probably Game Six of the NBA Finals was. You know, it's going to be. It's going to be an unbelievably hard ticket. Let me just um, – what do you reckon black market cost of a ticket would be on that game? Any idea? And I, uh, I would bet a ticket like mine. See, my, my tickets are $225 face value for regular season. It's going to be more than that for the playoffs. I would bet a ticket like mine would go for 800 to 1000 Yeah, okay. I'm front row of the club level. So yeah, I'm okay. saying three to, three to four times face value, I would bet. Yeah. And you don't fancy being right in the heart of the uh, dog pound? I, I, I used to sit in the dog pound. I used to sit right in the center yeah. of the original dog pound, section 121. I've moved around a little the last few years. And now that I'm older and my, I have a son that's uh, starting to get really interested in the Browns, so I kind of moved up to the club level so yeah, I can take yeah. him to some games without worrying. You know, it gets a little rowdy. And, uh, I don't know with it, getting rowdy in the dog pound. But I want my seven, eight-year-old son away from it <laughs> a little bit. And still be able to take him to the games. You know, the club level is a whole different animal than sitting in the dog pound. So, but it's all awesome. It's all fun. It's all different experience. It's amazing. I love yeah, okay. it. Okay, good, good. And are you um, pro or uh, anti Hugh Jackson? You know what's funny? I'm I'm kind of lukewarm. Let's just say on okay. Hugh. I don't hate Hugh like a lot of people do. I defend him at times. I think he is a leader of men. 
I just don't know. Uh, I, I question, like everybody does, his game day decisions with timeouts and where to go for it, where to not go for it. Some of the penalties in the past, he's not accepted. Um, but I don't hate him. I think he is a leader, and I think he still has the players. I think the players like him. I don't think through all this he's lost the players. So I think that says something. And I think now that he has two very capable uh, coordinators, you know, I think he'll be all right. We'll see. But for right now, I'm okay with you. Okay, good, good. And I'm just looking at some of the uh, news today. Uh, Randall, his um, heel. Hilarious. Yeah, he's heel still um, not good. You worried that he's not going to play on the weekend uh, at all? Yeah, I, I'm not yet. Let's see. I guess we'll see the final injury report. Maybe see tomorrow too, where he's at if he practices tomorrow. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, then I think we really start to worry. You know what's funny? He's been active on social media. It looks like he's fine. He's been so. We shall see. I, I think they need him. He's been a he's been a, a way better pickup than I ever thought. He's been excellent. He's been excellent. So yeah, I yeah. hope it'll be a blow if he doesn't play for sure. But we are getting we are getting Kirko back and Agba back. So. You yeah, know, Christian Kirksey, Jonathan Agua. So go ahead. Yep. Yeah, you 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 have spoken quite highly on uh, Chris Smith on your podcast. Yeah, I do like Chris Smith. And, I think uh, he's he's done it. He's done a really nice job filling in for Emmanuel Agba. He, I think he's. And if you really watch, yeah, I know maybe he doesn't have the highest PFF grades or everything right now. But if you really watch, he's played well against the run. He's been good against the pass. You know, obviously you bring Agba back. I I may have overstepped when I said I'd start Smith still. Okay. You, 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 but I want to. I want to. I hope that they keep Smith in the rotation and he gets to play. I mean, I know Agba's obviously a better talent than Chris Smith, but but I like Chris Smith and I hope he stays in the rotation. Can any of them two play a bit inside? You think or? I think Agba definitely. They could definitely slide Agba inside. I mean, they've even slid slid Miles down inside some. So yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You might see a scenario where you see Smith on the outside, Agba inside. With uh, Ogan, Joby, and Miles, I mean that'd be a nice, <laughs> nice front there, especially against the pass. Yeah, um, and while we're talking about this uh, area, what about uh, Chad Thomas? He just seems to be like we don't seem to hear anything about him. He's a third round. I player. actually, you know, I saw him in the game on goal line. He was in the game on goal line last game, so he did play a little bit. You know, I'm not ready. I'm not a guy that's going to call anybody a bust right away. It takes some guys longer than others, so we'll see. I'll give him another year, see where he's at. Right now, it doesn't look like a great pick, but we shall see. All right, good, good. And um, what else? Yeah, in the news, uh, this uh, Brian Price, his practice squad suddenly gone from 7,000 up to 37,000. Any inside of that at all? Just that, just that a, I know I read that a couple teams tried to poach him. I think the Cowboys were one. I don't remember the other team, but a couple teams were coming after him. Packers, so I think. Packers, yeah, that's right, Packers. Uh, so we sweeten the pot a little bit to keep them. So they obviously we like him enough to do that, and they like him enough. So there must be something there. I don't know a ton about the guy, but it, uh, it, there must be something there. He's like bouncing around practice squads. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see it, but like someone must see it because yeah, yeah, someone must see something. I mean, even his he played at University of uh, Texas at San Antonio, a small college, didn't have great numbers in college, you know. Um, Nothing great there, but there's obviously something, you know. We're not privy to everyday goings on in Berea. I mean, he might do a really nice job on the practice squad. He could be making plays on there. So that's all we know is really, you know, he must, he's doing something right because they were willing to keep him. Maybe he's got a good agent. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now maybe I need to hire his agent. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the last thing, um, me and Jack spoke before we came on the pod. Uh, he said about um, Richard Matthews has been uh, released from the uh, Titans. Yeah, would you would you want him at the Browns? I don't think so at this moment. They might kick the tires on him. You never know. 
uh, I would just keep going with the young guys. You know, I've really, uh, really been blown away with Antonio Callaway. I think he's going to be a heck of a player. Rashard Higgins has came a long way. It seems like him and Baker have awesome chemistry already yeah. as well. You know, we have Landry. I mean, if they kick, I mean, if they if they sign him, I won't have a problem with it. If it was me, I'd probably leave things the way they are right now. But you never know. They, you know, I'm sure they'll do their due diligence. It looks like Dorsey does his due diligence on every player that becomes available. So I'm yeah. sure they'll do their due diligence on it. I keep mean Jack. Keep forgetting the name of the sixth uh, new wide receiver. I want to say Streeter. Rod Streeter. Streeter. Rod Streeter. Streeter. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Streeter. Yep. I mean, and he, it might be it, him and Streeter. It might be between Matthews and Streeter. It might be half a dozen of one. You know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. It might not really matter all that much. But I mean, I'm sure Dorsey, being the guy he is, will do his due diligence on it. Okay. And, Always uh, looking to make the team better. And Ratley, do you think we're going to see more snaps from him soon? Yeah, I think you will. That's another one I forgot about Ratley. Yeah, Ratley was impressive. I went to camp, what, three or four times this year? And every time I was there, Ratley made a play and looked impressive. And he looks the part. When you see him in person, he's a little thin. But physically, he looks like an NFL wide receiver. He's long. He's lanky. He's fast. Um, I could definitely see him making some plays at some point this year and getting on the field. All right, excellent. Well, look, I've got some new questions that I want to okay. inject into the show, and I thought you're going to be my dummy, Jeremy. So, uh, uh, sounds good. I'm, I'm a lot of people's dummy. <laughs> done some research or done uh, looked at the questions because uh, okay. some, some of them are quite uh, tongue tangly. So, here's the first question: If you were Dorsey for the day, what would you uh, what would you do? What would you change? I don't want to just say sack you because that would be really boring, everyone saying the same. <laughs> Something positive. If, yeah, if, if you're Dorsey if, for a day, what would you do, Jeremy? If I was Dorsey for a day, if I could do one thing in the organization differently that he's done, you know what's funny is I've agreed with so many of his moves and I think he's done a fantastic job and I'm, a, I'm one of the in Dorsey we trust guy. I probably would have – something I would have done differently is I probably wouldn't have – if, if it's true, the rumors we heard that Des Bryant just wanted a little bit more money, at the time I probably would have done it. But at, at this moment right now, it looks like we may not need him. But if it was me, if it was really true that the Browns offered him five and he just wanted seven, I don't understand the significance of that when the Browns have so much cap room. Maybe he does more than me. Maybe those numbers aren't accurate. But So my thing, I would have probably just said, all right, we got the seven million. Come on, let's go. Yeah. That's probably the one, one thing I would have done differently. Maybe it was the – the offset of the that two million is like upset the dressing room, the gamble. I don't know. I, I, possibly, I don't know. It seems like the Browns actually have a pretty solid group of guys. I mean, we don't know for sure because we're not there, so yeah. I'm not sure if that would or not. But maybe yeah, it could be. Could be. All right, excellent. Um, if there was a time machine, what one change to the Browns would you make? <laughs> it's funny. I actually thought about this question today. Um, goodness, you know what's probably when the when they came back, and this is going to be a battle because you know. You know, I don't know how familiar with Al Lerner when Al Lerner got the team when they came back, but he died. He had terminal cancer a few years after that he bought the team and his son took over. Yeah. And Randy, who you guys know there well, never really wanted to own the team, right? He never was that into owning the team. So I guess if you could go back in time and do one thing, there was a bunch of different owners. I don't know specifically who I would take, but there was five or six people vying to be the owners of the Brown. I probably would have started them off with a different owner. And that's not, I, and I feel bad about that because, you know, Al, it was no fault of his own that he got cancer, obviously, in the past. Yes. But, but, you know, it, there's, but there was like a series of unfortunate events there for a while. You know, Randy took over, never really won the team. Then he sells the team to Jimmy Haslam, and Jimmy Haslam's other business gets raided by the FBI. So you had all this stuff going on at one time. If it was me, 
if I could go back and change one thing about the new Browns, it would be starting them off with a different owner. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, obviously we, we had a lot of, um, we saw a lot of him with Aston Villa in the UK at the time. And uh, yeah. He, I mean, he's, I, mean he, I think he's a fine guy. And I know some actually some charitable stuff he's done behind the scenes. I think he's a good man. It's just he never wanted to own the Browns. It, he didn't ask for it. You know, it just, it was kind of cast upon him. So we okay. just have had a, you know, it was a tough situation for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've booked you a table for three people. You can bring one star from the Browns and anyone else in the world. Who would your two guests be? Well, it would be – it's kind of funny. I'm going to go back to it, But right now I'd love to have dinner with my dad and John Dorsey. Let's get yeah. me and my dad and Dorsey at a table and talk football, baby. I think that would be so awesome, man. My dad – it's funny. My dad and me are partners, and my dad's been a ref. He's refed football for 30-some years. He just loves it. You know, he loves yeah. to ref. I would just love – my dad loves Dorsey. And my dad had kind of grown tired of the Browns over the last few years. But my dad loves John Dorsey. So I would love to sit at dinner with my dad and John Dorsey and talk football. I think it would be awesome. I think you want to answer the next question. Actually, I'm going to make it a bit interesting. You can't, okay. say, you can't say your dad for the next question. Okay. If the Browns made the Super Bowl and you got two free tickets, who else <laughs> would you take? All right. I'm going to be politically I – would, I would take my – there's two people I would consider. My brother, who I always take to the opener every year. The second one, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Sean, he used to be the cardiac kid on Twitter, Sean Pollins. Me and him have been friends through, just through Twitter for about a decade, and yeah. we both are die-hard, die-to-the-wool Browns fans. So he would be my finalist if I was going to take someone. So shout out. I'm going to tell him I did this. I'm telling him to listen. Sean Pollins it is now, but he used to be the cardiac kid, and he's an awesome dude, and he's who got me so locked into all this Twitter and stuff, Browns Twitter. And we've suffered together. We've watched these games together through Twitter. And I would take either him or my brother. Yeah. So when I get him on the show and he says he's not taking <laughs> you, there's going to be a big <laughs> No, he probably won't. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I, I try not to keep scoring life. He yeah, okay. probably wouldn't take me, but I would take him. <laughs> um, you're, at the, um, you're in control at the NFL. Brown Super Bowl. Who do you want? Music halftime. <laughs> you know what's funny? This was a big topic when I was on BBC before I came on the other night. Oh, really? One of the guys, John, John and James, one of them loves Maroon 5. One of them hates Maroon 5. That so they were sense. actually debating that before. Uh, if I could have anybody, I'm kind of a, I'm a, I'm a Jason Aldean guy. I think that would be cool. Uh, I like Jason Aldean. I think country, you know, the, the top country stars always work. I'm a Carrie Underwood fan. I would love Carrie Underwood. I think it would be fantastic at halftime. Um, so that probably my Jason Aldean, Carrie Underwood, one of them would be my pick. Nice. What film title would you describe the Brown season so far? <laughs> film title for the Brown season. Almost home, baby. We're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a real movie. You want a real movie? You mean, or just make one yeah, up? A, a real movie. Yeah. A movie right now. Wow, that's a, I didn't look that one up. That's a tough one. If we had to, uh, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. We're heading that way, baby. That's a real movie. Homeward Bound. It's an exclusive, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. I um, like it. I like that question. And this one, okay, you can't say Dorsey, okay? Which okay. person in the Browns organization would you most want to go a beer with? Oh, have a beer with. You know who I think would be? I was thinking about this the other day, too. You know who would be? I think would be cool to have a beer with? Um, I think that if um, – Oh, I, you know, I was, I was actually debating this in my head. I like, Lan I think it'd be cool to hang out with Landry. He seems like a cool dude to hang out with. Um, no, Todd Haley. Let's go with Todd Haley. 
Yeah. Todd Haley. I want to have a beer with Todd Haley, man. Just based off of – it's funny because it's funny how perception versus reality. Remember, before he worked for us, everyone said he was like a, an, kind of an a-hole and tough to work with. And then you see him on Hard Knocks, and he's fantastic. And it seems like when he is a jerk or hard on people, it's for a reason. You know what I mean? It's not just to be a hard ass. It's for a reason. And he's funny. Look how funny he was on Hard Knocks. He kind of stole the show. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Todd Haley. See, when Todd Haley was on um, Hard Knocks, I was thinking to myself – if there was a HR department, he would be like out the door, you know, the things he's saying to people. <laughs> yeah. like, he's like blatantly bullying, like Brody, <laughs> like calling him all sorts of names. I'm like, hey, Carl, the Carl thing. Oh, look at Carl. <laughs> what a name for, what kind of name for a baby is Carl? Oh, I'm telling, so funny. <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm guessing in the States you get sued for this type of thing, but like in, in England, I'd be in a tribunal. I'd be in big trouble if I said the things that he said. <laughs> yeah. No. That's great, man. That is hilarious. And the, the NFL uh, football field is kind of exempt to the normal office setting, I think. Yeah. Okay, good, good. And the last classic question I ask is, uh, what body part are you willing to give up for the Browns to win the Super Bowl? I, you know what? I, would get, I, I was thinking about this one, too, and I was going to say a pinky. That's too easy. Shoot, I'd give up my left hand, bro. <laughs> If I had to, I'd give up my left hand for the Browns to go to the Super Bowl. Well, what about the beard? Would you get get rid of the beard? <sighs> you know what? <sighs> I've had the beard for years and years and years. Yeah, obviously I would. But I've had the beard for a long time, my friend. Well, that long is a time. world exclusive, okay? A world exclusive. <laughs> Browns for the Super Bowl. Right. Your, your family's going to disown you. No more beard. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's fantastic, man. It's fun. All right, excellent. And um, um, a very, very hot take for the Browns this season. Anything a bit crazy, a bit different? Let's say, yeah. You know what's funny is I tweeted it out the other day. I argued with a lot of people. There's a lot of people around Browns Twitter who thought Jarvis Landry was a bad signing and they paid him too much and all this. And I said, you know what? I think it's more how he was used in the Miami Dolphins offense. And sure enough, so far, he's averaging, what, 14 and a half yards a catch. He's on pace for 1,400 yards. So I'm going to say not only is Jarvis Landry going to catch his customary 100 balls, but he's going to go for over 1,400 yards receiving and be a pro bowler. How about that? Jarvis Landry, 100 catches, 1,400 yards in a pro bowl. And that would be a big season for him. And it would would, put the the doubters of, uh, yeah, Landry only gets first downs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, he's been so fantastic on and off the field. You know, it's like the Browns just needed a guy like that. They needed a guy. Uh, you know, the whole contagious speech, just everything. They needed a guy that needed some swag, some confidence, a guy that worked hard, a guy, you know, and it's, he's been awesome. He's been everything they needed. It's been an amazing signing, and he's producing on the field. Yeah, okay, great. Well, look, um, Jeremy, it's been great for you to come on the show. Co-host with me tonight. Jack's sending me death threats as we talk. And, uh, <laughs> it's been so fun, man. And I'll tell you what, I was, re- I was really excited about coming on, to be honest. I'm not just saying that. Yeah. I go on a lot of shows. I turn down a lot of shows. I go on a lot of shows. But I was looking forward to this, and it's been it's been awesome, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, Chase has blocked me from uh, Twitter, so uh, <laughs> it's all good nasty, yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, um, mate, I listen to um, your podcast all the time, um, mate. Always great content. I really like the uh, dynamics with you and Chase. It's great. Um, it's great uh, between the two of you. It's really good. And uh, yeah, you always get good people on. Uh, where can we find your details? Yep, just, uh, you know, we're at the Oranges Oranger on Twitter. Um, we're on iTunes. We're everywhere. Also, I uh, want to give a shout-out to Cleveland City Clothing, one of our sponsors. This shirt right here, Cleveland City Clothing. 
Uh, if you go to their, if you go to the site, if you buy anything, Oranger25 is the promo code, all caps, Oranger25. Uh, they have, but the, re the real reason I want to bring it up, they have re-released their Oranges Oranger shirt. So if you love the pod, you want to get an Oranges Oranger shirt, go to Cleveland's uh, clothingcompany.com and you can get that shirt, buddy. Yeah, good, good. Um, can, so if I f I'm flying out for the LA Chargers game, um, do you reckon I can get a sh can I just go into the shop on a Sunday and buy it? Is that possible in Cleveland or? You know, it might. I don't know if they're open Sundays or not, but I will be at the game, and I believe you're going to the Muni lot, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, how about I get you one? What size do you need, XL? Um, <laughs> I like to think I'm an L at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you an L. Then. I'll uh, get you a large. I will get you one. I'll get you the shirt. We'll meet up, man. We'll, we'll contact via Twitter, and we'll meet up, and I'll get you the shirt. Excellent, excellent. And, yeah, just um, um, I've, I've been out to Cleveland before, and um, – for a game, but um, yeah, this time I want to do it really properly. So um, uh, I, I think I'm getting like down to the lot around eight o'clock. Is that too early or is that good? No, that'll be good. It'll be a lot, especially if we're still winning games. It'll be it'll be crazy by eight o'clock. So it'll be fun. Yeah, okay, it'll good. be a class. I'll be down there. And after the game, did everyone goes back down that area or? Yeah, a lot of people go back down there. Um, I generally just leave, but. You know, people, uh, the bars are tough to get into after the game, too. There's some West Six, there's some bars, but they're tough to get into after the game. But, yeah, a lot of people do, especially if they win. There'll be people back down there partying after the game. It'll be fun. All right, excellent. Look, and if I can bring anything out for you, if I can make a T-shirt in two weeks, I'll try my hardest. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you, my man. Uh, or if you want a um, football jersey or anything then uh, let us know <laughs> all right man thanks so much thanks for having me on it was a blast no really good mate and keep up the good work about the browns absolutely oh yeah one more thing don't forget follow me on twitter at, at jeremy and Akron. excellent and uh change is happening This change coming. This change coming.